brief introduction, not that Kandova needs any introduction to us here, but I'm just going down memory lane, and I was thinking about the fact that 14, 15 years ago, when my whole journey started, the first person, one of the first people I called was Kandova. I was wondering about um, what would be the ramifications, the legal ramifications about having a home for guys who were previously dropouts and on drugs, uh, how to work out in the community and all different types of other issues. Um, how would we get insurance? From the beginning, everybody laughed, and I think Rukhandel was the only person who had the, the fortitude and the generosity to laugh quietly. <laughs> behind the phone, snickering, instead of just out loud my face like everybody else. But Lamaisa, that's what it was. It was a crazy idea. Um, I was a meeting, I remember, vaguely in my office, in my house, with Rukhandel sitting next to me and a bunch of people. I don't even remember who they were. It's all a, a distant memory when the ideas didn't really... Opening a home for kids dropped out without any kind of uh, experience or expertise. So from the very beginning, kind of has been a dear friend. A few weeks ago, or how long is it already? Since we were at the mask Shabbaton, Shabbaton, right? And in May, and kind of it spoke, and it really took things to an all new level, where I realized how how I know his heart and his experience, but how personally he really felt everybody's pain. Um, so I asked him to come here and to give us a little bit of a speech again to tell us about his experiences. I also wanted him to see um, firsthand what's happening here. Before I ask you to speak, I just want to... This is a, a, a small crowd, uh, just people who are current. We have over 300 families who have been through the system. And I just I feel a few things are important because, unfortunately, there is a controversy. There are people who say that what we're doing is not correct. Um, and I just want to describe what it is that we do briefly. Um, and so you should see firsthand, you know, flesh it between us. Everybody who comes here, I only deal with the club members. First of all, I, I've been uh, the Navanitz who have signed the letter, the other, the other Rabbanan, that I'm allowed to decide if something is club members, but I don't rely on myself. Which means that everybody has to have a rub that declares their place and says that their matzah is On top of that, I don't just give them advice and tell them trust me or trust my dastaira. Every person has their own dastaira that writes a letter that they become the mashkiach on the process. So any shayatan we have a shayla, go here, go there. We call the dastaira together if necessary. We have conference calls all the time with Rabbanim. He was on the phone a few weeks ago with Shmuel Kamenetsky with you, the Rally Brudney with um, whoever. Whenever there's a question, we ask that story together, and we follow whatever the place of the family says. So I know my parameters from my place of who I've spoken to. Can you tell me? Thanks. I know my parameters, but in addition to my, within my parameters, in other words, not, they're not going to break my parameters, but within that, every family here has a place of if you could just do me a favor, um, and just just going to go around briefly, if you could just call out to him your rub or place it that sent you to me. We do it from a friend, but we call the Shmuel Kamenetsky. Where is that? Just just call it out. We don't have that much time. What? Bubble 45. Bubble 45. Uh, 
There is nobody that ever comes here in the last, since the beginning, but I asked for letters. Everybody has a letter. And he's like, Ramesh Wilson, he wrote a letter and he gave you a diary. I can't figure out how there can be a controversy when everybody's an individual. There's no Chloe's sticker thing, and the setup is that everybody has their daster every step of the way. And as you heard, there's no slouches. These are like mamish top, top, top placement. And I never ever had one rub that told me no. Never. And then I had a rub that, that I said, I think we need to do this. And then he said, no, I disagree with you. Or it's us or the halal. I give the advice, they give the psalm. We really, we don't have that controversy in this room. But it's very easy on the outside for someone to say, oh, it's crazy, because people don't even understand, they don't take the time to research that I only deal with people with fish, as passed in, not just by me, by everybody's effort. So I just wanted you to see that with your own eyes. We're very, very, very careful. If you look around, I'm sure the people who, who say bad things about us, they think we have a bunch of, like, I don't know what kind of people here. If you look around, there's Shulim, Yireim, Shleiman. Nobody here is trying to bend the Torah, and nobody here is trying to hurt their other kids. We have over 1,800 siblings under my care and growing. That's a lot of siblings. So, Baruch Hashem, now's not the time. We can have one time of testimony. We have today over 75 kids with Hashem differences. Because it takes years to happen. So if you look back, almost all the kids today are Hashem differences. So, and, and that's, you know, that's really our goal. But that means that they're healthy. That means that they're alive. That means that they're clean. Um, about 95% of our kids get off drugs without any rehab. No rehab. The only the group is the heroin group. Right? Just saw was on coke. He's on, he's clean for 35 days. Yeah, I know. Besides for weed even, which we had kids on weed for years. What, any other hard drugs? Yeah, for me, it was years. We did, we did everything, nothing, did nothing. And approximately two years that he's on hardcore drugs. He was on hardcore drugs. Um, and so we have Barbersham consistently, and we don't have any kids put in the psych wards. And Shorim and Hatsala and the police have never been called to a TP family. All these organizations that are busy, the kids here and the kids here, the thing, we hardly need them. We don't have any violence. We, beforehand, before TP, we had a lot of parents that had kids who were mamish violent. Kids who took out knives, kids who threatened to kill their parents, stabbing the wall, all that kind of stuff. And Baruch Hashem, after, you know, we had her, we've never called the police. No showroom. I have a friend of mine. You don't see why? He's part of showroom. They have, just in Flatbush, they have a domestic violence unit of 10 guys. Just for Flatbush. And a lot of the domestic violence 
his parents with their rebellious teenagers. And I asked him, you ever get a call from one of us? Never. So we're doing all of this. Basically, you guys are making your home sweet. You're taking all the tools that we learned in Home Sweet Home, and with tremendous ava and covet and nididus and giving and spoiling and emotional spoiling and being mavater and baking goodness into your kids, into your other family, the other kids in the family, you're doing what all those organizations are doing. We don't have kids going rehab to rehab to rehab to rehab. Unfortunately, there's a small group, maybe 5%, that end up on heroin. Everyone's a whole different passion. And Hashem should be shamer matzal. We lost, unfortunately, our first TP family um, overdose two weeks ago from heroin, which is um, the biggest pain, I think, that we can imagine for the parents, especially they did everything right. And heroin is a killer. Saying it's laced with fentanyl. Yeah, heroin is a killer. And it killed, it, it killed all of us a little bit. I think all of us died a little bit that day. We're still, I don't think we'll ever recover. Um, and from that group of kids that are on heroin, it's, you know, every day is a, you know, that, that girl was in BCA. Doesn't mean BCA failed. Wasn't extreme. Doesn't mean extreme failed. Was in the top rehabs in the world. Unlimited budget. Doesn't mean that they failed. They were TP parents. Doesn't mean we failed. It means that there's some kind of a deep pain that caused her to have a knee that she tried three times now. So we know that we're playing for keeps. When we say bikuat nefesh, not a joke. We're trying to beat the odds. We're trying to get our kids off drugs. We're trying to get our kids out of the streets. We're trying to get our kids to be from. And our only tool is kiruv. Be makar of them, loving them, chachking with them, flying with them, giving them and giving them. And people think that, oh, we're going to spoil them, they're going to end up spoiled. Oh, they're going to manipulate us. Let them think they're manipulating us. We are ultimately manipulating them. So anyway, I just wanted you to see if you have any, if you have any questions, you could always ask anything you want to anybody. And a lot of questions are really for the other groups of people that are not here anymore. You know, what was the journey like? We have, like I said, a lot of success, Baruch Hashem, from all over. And these are the people that are current because we're struggling. And every day is a battle. Everybody leaves here to your own battle. You come here for chizuk, you give chizuk to each other. It's amazing what's going on. Right? And then you go home to battle, to battle your own individual story. Um, a lot of people have had violence at home. A lot of people have craziness at home, kids on drugs, kids fly. I mean, you name it, we have it. That's what we do. And we're going to pull through this together. And celebrate it simple. I'm going to cast this all the time. Amen. It's great. Yes, my dear friend. The time of it to share with you. Thank you very much, Abby. And what um, can I tell you that I don't think I ever received an introduction quite like that. <laughs> but uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be here, uh, to be with you, uh, and to be with all of you, my brothers and sisters. Um, you know, I mentioned that uh, I was asked to speak a couple of months ago at this mass Shabbaton, and he asked if I would say over some of the thoughts that I said at that time, which I'll try to do. Um, but I'll start by, by saying something that um, that uh, I was thinking about as I was preparing to make that presentation at the mass Shabbaton, which is. This is a very hard speech for me to deliver. I remember once I was asked to speak for an organization called Eight Fine. Many of you may have heard of it. That's an organization that helps infertile couples in, in various ways. And uh, Baruch Hashem, I'm a father of uh, eight kindled of Baruch Hashem. Uh, and 
nobody in my immediate family was suffering through that particular experience. And I found that preparation for that speech was, in a certain way, very difficult. Because I could understand intellectually, perhaps, some of the pain and some of the challenges that the people were facing. But there's a world of difference between understanding something in the abstract intellectually and actually having experienced it and being able to relate to it on an experiential level. And, and this is, um, and that's the way I felt when I was asked to speak for, I'll call you brave, because I think you are the brave parents who came together for that Shabbos, the brave parents who come tonight together, who, who, who spend this time together, um, who are willing to um, come together publicly uh, and to, as we heard before, we're way beyond the point of embarrassment, which is what a lot of people would feel. And um, again, Baruch Hashem, we're marrying Wolfgang Hara, our musical, in a couple of weeks. Our eighth child, Baruch Hashem, every single one of my children, Bliyai and Hara, is a Bentaira, married to a Bentaira. Uh, has been wonderful to my wife and to me uh, with the children that we have in our family um, I always feel that uh, finds ways to say thank you for doing something to Yisrael but how am I supposed to relate in a you know in a really meaningful way um, I, can't, I can't even fake it being real as we heard a few minutes ago it's a little, it's a little tricky in the situation where you then a couple of things uh, entered my mind. First of all, in many ways, really, we're all the same. We're all the same. And my experience with my eight children and my mother is no different than their experience with their children. And, and, and that's true at several levels. First of all, you know, the famous Gemara, the Gemara says that Sio was, was very sick, and Yushayo, I know he came to visit him. And Yishayo um, Hanavi came to visit Cheskiyo HaMelech when Cheskiyo HaMelech was sick. Uh, and Yishayo uh, Hanavi told him uh, that uh, uh, he said, you're, you're, you're facing a, a future with nothing. He says, why, why you speak so harshly to me? Because you never were Isaac B'Pru or Avu B'Piri Avarivyam. You didn't get married. He says, well, that's because I saw Baruch HaKadosh that if I get married and I'll have a child, that child will be a terrible Russia. And therefore, I, wasn't, I didn't want to get married and bring a Russia into the world. Which Yishayom HaNavi said, What are you mixing in to the secrets, the, 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 the great uh, the mystical uh, uh, secrets of HaKadosh Baruch It's Kasha Rachmana. What do you have to do with that? You're supposed to do what you're supposed to do. And Kaddish Baruch Hu has his Cheshbainas, who he sends a bed tzaddik to, who he sends a, a Russia to, whatever it is. But it's all part of the Rabbi Nishalans, Kavshad Rachman. You think my children are any less of a Kavshad Rachman than your children? Is there any less of a mystery why I was like to, to have children who are wonderful children? Then it's a mystery why you had, you were, was like to have the children that you had. And even within your own families, I, you know, I don't know you, and some of you, I don't know too many of you on an individual basis, but I'm sure with you in your individual families, you have wonderful children, children who are nachasruach for yourself and for God, for Chal Yisrael, within the same family, 
children who attended the same, the same yeshiva with the same rebbeim, and one of them moves, moves in one direction and one moves in another direction. How do we account for all the multitudes of Bali tshuva who grew up in homes where there was no shmiras atayra, shmiras mitzvahs, and, and yet have become, come to occupy such an important role in Kali Yisrael? All of it is kashidur achmona. It's, it's, it's one of the great mystical secrets. Kodesh Baruch Hu has his cheshbainas. Rabban Shalom is, is running the world. And, and this is... So, so we're, really, we're really all the same. We're really all the same. We're, we're like players on a chessboard, you know, but there's a grand chess master who's pulling all the strings upstairs. And no matter what kind of children we have. So in that sense, I thought, you know... We, we are all related, and I can really relate to you in that in that way. And then I thought back to my sister Sara Shalom. We lost uh, many years ago. She was forty years old. We lost her to leukemia. She she was the smartest one in, the, in our family by far. Uh, and those of you who know my other sister, uh, Rebetzin Zava Brunstein, knows that to say that my sister Sara was the smartest one in the family is quite a statement. Um, and she was absolutely brilliant. And she would walk in from the Upper West Side where we lived to Williamsburg on Shabbos because the West Side wasn't firm enough for her. So she wanted to spend Shabbos in Williamsburg. She could feel the real. And then, uh, I don't know exactly when it happened, but um, I was about uh, 11 years her junior. And, uh, and then something happened, something happened. I don't know whether there was a traumatic experience and I never found out about any of these things, whether it was an intellectual thing. I do know that she had a, a nefesh adina, a very sensitive neshama, a very brilliant person. She went home. She went home. She left the house and um, was a source of enormous agmas nefesh and sire for my parents, Alain Mashal. And uh, there I was 10 years younger, 11 years younger than she, uh, and, and not fully understanding what was going on, not really appreciating and understanding what was going on. And she was that kind of person. And then I thought back to some of the meetings that I've had over the last couple of years with young men and women who have gone off the derech uh, and are now on their, on their own derech. Uh, and uh, we met with them when we spoke to them we wanted to find out you know I, I represent an organization I go to Cicero and, and I go to Cicero we're trying to in some way connect with people who are going through this experience and, and understand that this is a, one of the, the most enormous challenges facing Kali Yisrael so I wanted to hear what they had to say so we convened a number of uh, focus group kinds of meetings with young men and women who had gone off the derech and these are very special people. They're very special people. We think of that, you know, sometimes from, the, from a distance, you think of who are these OTD Nicks, right? Who are these people? They're, they're ice dwarfs, they're, they're, you know, they don't, they're wild people, they don't have their parents, anything. You meet with them around the table, at least the, the, the representative sample that I've been, that I have met with them. Rubam Kikulam reminded me of my sister Sarah. Brilliant, sensitive, 
perhaps overly sensitive. Perhaps overly sensitive. You know, last week's Parsha, there's an amazing Rashi. Rashi comments on the passage that says that the donkey of Bilam saw a Malach Hashem over there, the Charbay Shalufa Biyadai, right? But Bilam himself didn't see. Right? Only later on, by Yigal Hashem, Hashem opened up Bilam's eyes and Bilam was able to see. Rashi says a very interesting thing. Rashi says, and I think I, the way I understand Rashi, what he's saying is that Kodesh Baruch Hu created a, a, an animal with the ability to see things that human beings cannot see. An animal is able to see frightful sights, like a malach there with with, with, with a sword in his hand, with mazikim all around him. An animal can see it, because the animal has no das, so it's, it's, it won't really affect the animal. The animal, as a matter of self-preservation, will know that it's not going to keep walking when there's a sword uh, going back and forth. But it doesn't really affect the animal. So the animal can see things that humans, human beings cannot see. Because if a human being would be able to see that which the animals see, would be able to see the mazikim that are hanging around all over the place, he would have tiruf hadas. He would go insane. He would go insane. He wouldn't be able to, to, to manage it. The more dahayubin you are, the more elevated you are as a creature of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the less you can be safe or the less you're able to, 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 to absorb the mazikim that are hanging out all, all around us. The Pasuk says, when you come to Eretz Yisrael, be very careful, and specifically in the parsha of Arayot, be very careful, don't do any of the Averis that the nations uh, of the world did in Eretz Yisrael beforehand, and the, and, the, and the land spit them out. And Rashi says, why did the land spit them out? Why did Eretz Yisrael spit them out? Why did Eretz Yisrael spit them out when Chicago and, and, and Detroit and New York don't spit, spit them out? What's so special about Eretz Yisrael? Eretz Yisrael is like a Ben Melech. It's like a prince. And therefore, if you feed something which is a little bit spoiled to a prince who is used to the finest foods, his stomach can't take it. He'll spit it out. But you feed that same food to a peasant or to an animal, right? He'll eat it without any side effects, without any impact whatsoever. Why? Because the more the Haibin you are, the more of a Ben Melech you are, the more princely you are, the more you cannot be subtle, you cannot stomach the, uh, all the disgusting things that are around you, the mazikim that are around you. There's so many mazikim, there's so many disgusting things that are going on in the world around us today, in our own communities, which we read about and we hear about, and we and we and, and, and we're, you know, it, it bothers us, but it bothers them even more, because the more dehaven you are, the less you can be stable, and the less you're able to to to, 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 to be able to, to to manage something like that. So, I'm absolutely persuaded that these are the misalto and mishamda. These are our, our our best and finest. The ones who are not able to be civil, they're not able to, 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 to stand for, for all the junk that they see out there. For all these, and that's why that inability 
to 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 disable it, just causes them to walk away from it. Causes them to walk. So that's what it is. I have a friend by the name of uh, Dr. Jerry Loeb or Dr. Yitzhak Loeb. He's in Chicago. He's a psychiatrist. Uh, in my opinion, a very special person. Um, he's, he's a young man who, who was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Should have a full But um, anyway, I once heard him touch on touch be very beautifully. It has meant a lot to me. We say to our Kaddish Baruch Hu that who yiftach libenu b'sayrasay v'yasem v'libenu avasay v'yirasay. Right? The last I said Sinai Belay Shalem. I think that's the Lashon of the Tfila. The last I said Sinai Belay Shalem. Laman Lainiga Larik Lainele Labahol. We want to make sure that, that our children will not go off Labahola. It's a tumult. The way, right? Lainele Labahola. You need to be, you, you need, you, they need to see, the last I said Sinai Belay Shalem. They need, need to see sincerity. They need to see realness. They can't, they can't decide all that which is fake and phony. And that's because they are dafka such haichanashamas, that that which is not pure, and that which is not clear, and there's so much of it, the impurity all around us today, we see that and it's very difficult to decide. These, these children, the special nashamas, they're special children. And in a certain way, it's a brachim nishan, it's a very high question. How would the kids claim it's false, that the oilam will teach them false, that they claim They say it. Yeah, I, I mean, I found out in, in the case of my sister Sarah, that was a major part of what drove her away. She saw she saw things that she thought was hypocritical. And, and especially in today's world, with the, with the spotlight of all the different junk that goes on in our community, there's a lot of that going. There's a lot of. That. What can be done to raise awareness? I mean, we've been through it, but I, I became very vocal. I mean, I'm just open about what my son, what happened, and and I'm very vocal about it. I really am, and people are very sympathetic. People are understanding. They don't push back. They don't always a lot. As, as the head of Agud is obviously a very powerful, tremendous organization that has so much under its wings. It's awareness, I think, is so important today. I mean, what happened to my kid happened to my kid. But just one Nishama to save one Nishama, how there's thousands of broken Nishamas. It's a loaded question, but the question really is how can we impact? the new generation and change their mindset and their thought that they how we look at these kids that they're chaylanafish they're achmanis in them that's brachim neshamas and be an awareness of I know we've come a long way of what's acceptable it's not acceptable <coughs> just to educate everybody out there because there's a lot of work to be done just on the education process well it's a it's a, it's a very important question I think that in fact a lot of progress has been made over the years if you look at the programs at the Aguda conventions over the last number of years, you'll find at least one session or two sessions at every convention speaking about addiction and speaking about abuse and speaking about all kinds of different things. Speaking about Elokai. And again, you know, look at the newspapers of what's going on in certain parts of the world. 
You know, we're, we're, we're the focus. There was an article today in one of the New Jersey newspapers uh, focusing on, and the headline was, um, welfare fraud, uh, open print gasp, close print, not in the Orthodox Jewish community. That's the headline. Okay? That's the headline. So, we need to talk about these things and we need to, and we need to better ourselves, right? But, but that's part of, I think, again, what, you know, the person with a, with a heich neshama, with a sensitive neshama, sees that and it can't be something. Another reason that, that, that you're so special and you occupy such an important place, I believe, in the, in the hierarchy of Yisrael today, the parents whose homes they become homes where they deal with children of this nature. We say, The ultimate example of Rachmanus is Karachim of Albanim. And we say to Hashem, that level of Karachim of Albanim, that's what we're begging of you. Right? You say it. I sit over at the mass conference and a remarkable Gemara. The Gemara says that Kaddish Baruch Hu came to Avraham Avinu and he says to Avraham Avinu, Chatu, your children have sinned. So Avraham Avinu responds, Yimachu al let them be destroyed and create a Kiddush Hashem. If they're not following the 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 Derech Hashem, let them be destroyed, and uh, and that will create Kiddush Hashem. Hashem wasn't happy with this answer, so he went to Yaakov Avinu, and he says to Yaakov Avinu, "Banechachatu, your children have sinned." Yaakov says, "Yimachu al Kiddush Kiddush Shemecha." Same answer. So Avraham, so Hakadosh Baruch says, "I see that." The old ones don't have any any seichel, and the young ones don't have any seichel. Let me go to the middle one, to Yitzchak Avinu. He goes to Yitzchak Avinu, he says, Banecha Chatu! And Yitzchak says, wait a minute, Hashem, just a second. Banai heim, v'loi banecha? You say, they're just my kids? They're your kids too? He said, b'ni b'chayri Yisrael. And now all of a sudden, you're, you're distancing yourself? You say, Banecha Chatu, your children sin? Your children sinned, Hashem. They're just as much your children as they are my children. And now, now wait a minute. Let's understand. What exa- What do you mean that they sinned over here? Exactly. What does it mean that you that they sinned? How long does a person live on this earth after all? Seventy years, right? First twenty years, he's not a baranch, and those don't count. So we're left with fifty years, right? Half of the time is spent uh, in those fifty years doing things that you're sleeping and eating and whatever a person needs to do. So that knocks off another twenty-five years, right? And then another 25 years, a person is busy. We're left with, at the end of the day, 12 and a quarter years. 12 and a half years, rather. 12 and a half years. You keep knocking things down by half. Now the 12 and a half years. So, if you'll take those 12 and a half years on your shoulders, Hashem, great. If you're not asking to take 12 and a half years on your shoulders, then we'll split it 50-50. Uh, you take six and a quarter years of Achrayis, I'll take a price for the other six and a quarter years. And if you're not ready to take anything, Hashem, then I will take full responsibility for those twelve and a half years. After all, I'm used to Mesiris Nefesh. That's what Yitzchak says. The says, this is the answer I was waiting for. 
the mayor of Premishlan says it's a strange thing. It's a very unusual and surprising thing. After all, Yitzhak Avinu, we know, has, was the Midas HaGavura, the Midas Hadin. Avram Avinu was the Midas HaChesed. Yaakov Avinu was called Yaakov Rechemta. He has Rachmanes. You would think that from Avram Avinu, from Yaakov Avinu, that's where the Chesed and the Rachmanes would come from, not from Yitzhak Avinu. It's exactly the opposite of what you would think. So our mayor Premishlan says, no, 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 you <coughs> is that unlike Avram Avinu, who had a child called Yishmoel, but he sent Yishmoel away. Right? And unlike Yaakov Avinu, he was like that all of his children were wonderful children. Right? Yitzchak Avinu had an Asa. And not only did he let him stay at home, but Vayehav Yitzchak, right? He loved him. He loved Asa. So he was the one when HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes and says, Vanecha Chatzu, he immediately related to that because he was the one, Karachei Mavar Bonim. So he's able to say, Kei Tarachei Mashem Olein. In today's generation, who are, the, who, who are the Yitzchaks of the world today? They're in this room right now. You're the ones who are able to be installed to Hashem and to save, to save Chal Yisrael from the decree of Vanecha Chatzu, Yimachu Shema Malkidu Shemech. Kaddish Baruch doesn't want that to happen. He wants to be Merachim Aleinu. But he needs the parents to show this, this, this Darga of Merachim Aleinu. And that's what you do. That's the special role that you have in Kali You know, I was asked to come and speak as if I have something to impart to you. The Chazal has a Russian of Bololame, Benin Salame. Right? You come to, to teach, and in fact, you, come, you, you learn a lot. You think that TP is only for parents like you with children who are off the derech? You think that the principles behind TP are not for each and every single parent in Klai Yisrael today? Every child needs love, no matter how from they may be or not from they may be. Every child is going to grow up a Shever Kaili if his parents don't... Sh- don't show him the love and the and the rahmanis and the caring and that and, and that his or her life means more to them than anything else in the world. If that doesn't happen, then I don't care how from they're going to going to be. Or off the derech, there's going to be a, a core of something that's essential that's missing. TP is for everybody. There's so much for everybody to learn from this, and that's. You know, Avi, that's going to be your next big horizon. Yes, absolutely. We need a This is. He's our It's like it's like I, I learned about another thing called special education. Right, children with uh, learning disabilities and so on. So there's special education. You look at special education. Every single Talmud today needs special education. Every single Talmud is a unique individual that needs special education. Every single child is a unique individual who needs the kind of love. Education needs special education. There you go. Every child needs the kind of love that you are displaying to your children. And we have so much to learn from you. And so, all I can say is, Ashrechem, but the Shvaruch who gave you the Nisayim, he didn't give it to me for whatever reason. But what that really means is not only did he give you an Isaiah, but he gave you a role to play that nobody else can play. 
You're the ones who can trigger pain through Hashem Aleinu in a way that nobody else can. And that's, and, and that's why you spoke about, about your children being Tzodahayven. You are Tzodahayven. You are Tzodahayven. The Shkorok who has chosen you as part of the Kasha, the Rachmana, for that task of being Ma'eri Rachman Ma'kal Yisrael. We all learn from your example. You're very lucky. We chose, because God chose everybody. We were lucky to find out. Yes, you must have. Thank you for allowing me to share with you. Which we say is, um, he was a Talmud of, of the Chaim Chernovitz, the Berman Chaim, to do a Shabbos, who had a son, Kalman, who was Machal Shabbos for Paris, he was OTD. And he treated him the way that you parents are treating your kids, with Taif and Chesed, and only with goodness. And he wrote a, they asked him, so Caesar said, why did you throw him out? And he said, I'll tell you why. Every morning he said this to you. It was a tefillah that we end our group with, part of a collection of other tefillahs, and we'll ask the Chaim David afterwards to say the Mishabeah for us. This is a tefillah that we say together. Hold on, we'll get you your own paper. Thank you very much. Here. Tefillah that we're going to say before Rum, as you said so eloquently, because these parents have a, a way to twist Hashem's arm, just like the Berman Chaim said, I can twist Hashem's arm by saying, hey, if I can do it, you Hashem, you can do it. That's what Ramayro said, Pshat, in Vayev Yitzhakas Esav, Tzayid Bukid. He loved Esav because by loving Esav, that put Tzayid in the Piv Shal Yitzchak to be able to capture Hashem. You have a Kayi Hatfila, like a Kayim David said, like nobody else in Kayi. So, as always, let's say it together, we call Ram. We have in mind Kayi Nefesh in Kayi Yisrael, and all the Kayi in Kayi Yisrael, and all the people who need Shaduchim, and everything that everyone needs. Rabbi Nishalai, look, have a God, Hashem, and everything that you send to me. I'm 
This is Avi Fishoff, and I can be reached at twistedparenting at AOL.com.